Business leaders today need to go beyond meetings and management. There are action steps that nearly every leader needs to know to align with their core values and get the important priorities done. Welcome to the Grow Forward Today podcast with Paul D. Casey. Whether you're just starting out as a leader in your organization or have been a seasoned professional who wants to explore new ideas and practices, this will be an enlightening and highly applicable program. And now, your host, Paul Casey. Is creativity only reserved for those with an active right side of their brain? Nah, it's for everyone. You are a creative. Today on episode 17 of the Grow Forward Today podcast, you'll meet my guest, Christina Barcy, who really wants to be called Barcy, who runs a media company, has a podcast, and wants to stoke the creative passions of anyone who follows her. Let's learn more about her tips on lighting up your creativity and how that relates to your personal leadership development. Ready to grow forward? Welcome, friends. Creativity is such a fun topic. I've stuffed a file folder full of ways to nurture your creativity, from positive self-talk to visiting toy stores for ideas, from listening to podcasts like The Accidental Creative, to heeding the quote by Twyla Tharp, who said, in order to be creative, you have to know how to prepare to be creative. Unfortunately, many people are more like Eeyore on Winnie the Pooh and their wet blankets, who with their criticism can put out the creative fire in people who are full of ideas and dreams. Ideas are fragile, and I'd recommend finding a community of people who give your ideas space to fly without judgment, keeping them away from the Eeyores who may be threatened by them. Find the right sandbox to play in. My guest today is Christina Barcy. Here's a little bit about Barcy. She began podcasting and producing in 2013, is the host of the podcast Be Bold Begin, and the founder of podcast production and development company Avant House Media, which believes in empowering creators and providing an easy and accessible path for their success. Barcy is also chief creative officer of a business media startup called Small Business Front and is launching Unleash by Barcy a space dedicated to creating programs, courses, products, and community to help you connect with your most aligned and authentic self. And I had a blast while appearing on her Be Bold Begin podcast recently and said, hey, would you be on mine? And she graciously agreed. Welcome, Barcy. Thank you so much for, for having me on your show as well. I, when you said, let's grow forward, are you ready to grow forward? I wanted to go, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping all the listeners do that. Let's not not interrupt his lovely intro. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Well, you are a podcast producer. Tell us more about how you got into that business and what value you give your clients. Sure. So I'll try to tell you the most abridged version because it's somewhat of a long life story and how I ended (laughs) up here. But really what happened was it was a very creative discovery path for me to, to land in where I sit today. And what happened was I was an actor. I live in Los Angeles still. And as an actress in my twenties, a while ago now, (laughs) I was not super enjoying the industry and the business and the things that were available to me regarding roles, et cetera. And I was finding myself kind of dimmed by that. And I started to get creatively blocked actually. 
to the point where I had to kind of stop and reevaluate what I really wanted my creative life to look like and whether pursuing the traditional, you know, going out for auditions in Los Angeles track was really for me and whether that was going to make me happy because I was finding myself very unhappy in that process. So through that, I started writing and I was like, well, what if I just allow myself, give myself permission to write roles that I would like to play? What would the, who are those people and what would that be? And so I started to do that and I wrote three characters and I also gave myself space to study something else that was just interesting to me, which happened to be um, like time theory and physics. <laughs> that was just fascinating at the time. So I got really into that unexpectedly while I was writing this story and it turned into a science fiction story because of my, those two parallel things. And I was bartending at the time and I met, uh, or actually I had a regular that would come in on Mondays and he was the owner of this record shop in town. We would always have a conversation. He always brought in a book. We would have this sort of like intellectual uh, moment together. And then from there, he was like, you know, we're doing this thing called podcasting at the at the shop after hours. And I was like, oh, what's that? This is back in 2012. So he was like, oh, we kind of want to do some new like original stories. I was like, oh, I'm writing something. And he allowed me to join their group and play. And that's how my first podcast was created. So that's how I got into podcasting. And from there, I loved it so much that I produced a film about that experience, which is a documentary called, Is Anyone Listening? Because that's how it feels. <laughs> true, <laughs> a podcast true. story. <laughs> yes, I love it. And then from there, I was like, you know, um, I think I'm going to quit my job and and just do this. And that's how I became a producer. I just kind of decided. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's a cool story. <laughs> and you wouldn't have predicted that, you know, five years, 10 years before that. I mean, it, it's just amazing how we end up where we are. What's yeah. the story behind your business name? The story behind the business name is that because I felt like such an outlier, someone that was kind of just finding my way and needing avenues that felt open uh, for my creativity, I was thinking avant-garde, right? I always felt kind of avant-garde in my approach to even the, the choices I'd make on stage or the plays I prefer to play in, like Beckett, for example, things like that. Um, that that just felt really authentic to me. And then house is spelled H-A-U-S. So that's like art house. Like I wanted there to be a connection to, um, to an artist, to that kind of like hearkening to the original um, space that like art happens in. So Avant House Media, media I chose because I wanted room to expand past podcasts if we ever do that. Sure. Yeah, which we probably will at some point, but that's where the name came from. And I don't think I answered the value question. <laughs> so I'll do that quickly. The value <laughs> we give our clients is really this foundational, um, this foundational core process that we start at in order to build a successful pathway. So there aren't like broken threads along your process. You can stay in the game. You know how to measure success. You understand what your goals look like and how everything fits together and works together, but also has a very open uh, space for, for you to create from your most authentic voice. 
Okay. I think you're the first actor or actress that's been on this podcast. So ah. <laughs> isn't it great to be the first? <laughs> yes, always. <laughs> well, maybe sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, right. Well, as a content creator and speaker, when you do workshops, what do you most enjoy writing and training about? Mm. What I've noticed, which now I can look back and observe and go, oh, I kind of write about and, and share along the same topic, which is, you know, how to connect with yourself, how to align with that, how to, how to tap into your authenticity. And I've packaged that in various ways and, um, done workshop style presentations and have done, you know, more presentational presentations, um, with lots of room for questions, because I want there to still have a workshop moment where people where even the audience can talk to each other and help each other, which tends to happen. It's really awesome actually to go to a very industry related, um, conference and have people, you know, start helping each other in the audience. It's not, I'm not the expert on everything, but I can present a pathway for someone to, to better connect with themselves. Yeah. I, I love the authenticity. I feel like that has, um, has been a theme in many, many different podcasts I listen to uh, in my friendships, uh, extended contacts and networking. Why do you think authenticity is, I want to say the new rage, it's not really the new rage, but why is it getting now center stage more than say 20, 30 years ago? I think there are a few factors actually that play into this. One, I think our overexposure to accessible things that we can all jump onto like social media platforms, for example, and podcasts are part of that in some way, because anyone can do it. There's no barrier at this point, at least. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. through that experience of being able to basically like peer into someone's life very easily, and basically everyone we're kind of doing that now we're all voyeurs now in that way and vice versa where we're allowing people to do that into our lives. We, it's very hard to fake the real thing at that point. You can't really, it's very obvious when we start to see someone putting it on, if you will, um, or it just, and and we know what that difference feels like on a very visceral level. And it's almost cringy when we can catch it. So I think that's part of it. And then the second thing I think is COVID actually, like the experience we just had and are still having, there's there's a, an unveiling that I think a lot of people have done with their own lives and with each other when it comes to connection and relationships, whether that be with themselves, connection relationship with themselves and with others where we're asking questions in a way that we haven't before. And we're we're starting to wonder like, what else, what, what is, what am I actually doing? We're becoming more intentional. And I think when we do that, authenticity is, is paired with that. It has to follow, or it has to start there. And we begin to ask more questions of ourselves, which is again, I think a pathway to authenticity. So good. Yeah. We've uh, all the zoom calls uh, during the pandemic and the cats walking across the screen and, uh, right. <laughs> and people getting interrupted in their calls. And yeah, it just humanized us all. And uh, of course, I, I miss so much being live with people, you know, I mean, not that they're not live across the screen, but yeah, in person with people. Uh, and so 
I just feel like those now, as I go to networking events and and re-up friendships, that has become more authentic because it's like we crave it now. Right. There's uh yes, I just went to a conference a couple of weeks ago and and I'm getting the emails now. Like we're all finding time to to reconnect through the emails and you know, we're all giving each other that feedback of like, oh my gosh, you know, it's it's so good to have been able to talk about this with you in person for as long as we did. And and these are partners that are that are transactional ultimately. Like we don't necessarily need that human connection or we wouldn't have thought to have that maybe previously. We're now it's like the number one, that the humanness. So I think this like idea of tapping into creativity and who we are and everything really serves where, where we're at and what we need right now as people. Yeah, and your title is creativity coach. I, I so want that on my business card. I guess I could put it on there too. <laughs> you, <got> it. <laughs> you are a certified Kaizen muse, if I'm saying it right. I know those two words. How do they go together? And what is your approach to coaching? Yeah, so it's Kaizen. Um, Kaizen which, okay. Yeah, which was actually, I'll, t- I'll tell you a very brief history of what Kaizen is. It was actually created during the Industrial Revolution in order to motivate the factory workers in the U.S. And uh, Japan adopted that because they needed a lot of rebuilding after World War II, of course. And we, as a friendship offer, <laughs> went over there to help with that because we, you know, you know what happened there. Um, but they adopted it and really mastered what Kaizen means. And it kind of belongs to them now. I think they may have even been the one that named it that. I have to, don't fact, or you might have to fact check me on that. I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So you may have heard of it in that context. But the, the, the simple definition is small steps to a bigger goal. And it builds confidence when we get to participate as an employee, right? Like a factory worker or someone creating something bigger than maybe their small task. So, but those small things really, 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 really matter, especially when you're building cars or working in, you know, aerospace or you know, anything like that, that has huge impact as it, as it gets put on the market. So it's a really great uh, thing to use there, but the way it works in creativity is kind of the same. We need to feel inspired. We need to feel safe. We need to feel like we matter. We need confidence. We want to feel like we're a, a part of a process, a part of something collective. And we also often get blocked and because we feel the opposite of a lot of those things I just listed. So making things easier, ultimately, like my favorite question, small question, we can get into that in a moment if you'd like, but my favorite is what if it were easy? Cause I used to say to myself a lot, oh, this is so hard. This is so hard, but I'm teaching my brain that what's in front of me is, is hard. But what if I thought if, what if I thought it wasn't, what if I thought it were easy and suddenly it starts to feel easier So that's making it my step towards X smaller. And if it's, if it's still, we're still finding resistance in doing something and putting something to action, then we just make the step even smaller. So that's how the Kaizen part, that's how that approach works really well for, for creatives, but also for anyone who's trying to do something right. Um, The muses is more specific to the creative process where there is an actual cycle, a creative cycle that we go through, um, just whether we're creating or not, ultimately. And there's little muses that kind of identify 
how to help us through those moments. Um, I have the book here that lists a few of them to give you an idea. Like one is called Be Silly, which is a muse of play, laughter, and dance. So when we're getting too stuck in our heads or being really stern with ourselves, maybe we need to add a little play. Maybe we need to just do something silly, even if it's for two seconds and, or smile. I remind myself to smile when I'm feeling like, Ugh. <laughs> and that, and it shifts, it shifts our experience in the moment pretty quickly with these tiny little small steps. Oh, that is so good. I want to ride the creative cycle. Is it two <laughs> wheels or four wheels? <laughs> there are 10. <laughs> it's like a semi truck of creativity. Oh my God. Yeah. There's a lot of uses. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and the small goal thing, uh, and I teach on goal setting as well. And you, you articulated it way better than I did. When I, I have my clients make up a storyboard, uh, you know, as a, as an actor, you probably are used to storyboards, what happens in each scene, right? And so as you make your goals and move along, as you write those, it has to be a small enough step to get to the next one. If you find yourself stuck, the goal was too big and you got intimidated and you just went, oh, I can't do that. So we've got to run our goals through the chipper is what I like to say, like that uh, <laughs> that lawn care or that tree care where you take a branch and you go, you know, and it, <laughs> it, go, it goes into sawdust. We got to do that with our goals or else we get stuck, right? Yeah. And I, uh, one of the things I package my alignment authenticity talks in is through understanding how to be successful. And that's kind of what you're describing too, is if our, if we're creating unrealistic goals, right, then those are goals that are too big. Those are goals that are maybe misplaced. They might belong somewhere later down the path. They may be goals that you think are small, but they're actually bigger umbrella goals that are part of the whole process, right? They're going to be there all the time. So it's like really understanding how we can make space for success because success is a feeling. It's not something you then achieve. And then you're like, I'm done. I did it. I'm successful now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the top of the mountain looking around what's next. <laughs> yeah. Because there's always a, what next you actually hit it on the nose with that. There's always a yep. what next, which that's what goals are. Goals are the, what next the success is am I enjoying my experience? Is this what I want to put out into the world? Does this match my why? Do I feel authentic? Am I happy? And you mentioned being part of a collective and I sort of said in my introduction a little bit that there are a lot of dream killers, you know, or people that step on people's ideas or dreams. And then there are people that help you fly your ideas. Uh, I would assume you're a, a big proponent of that as well. Of helping people fly <laughs> like getting people together who are yeah are like fly help me fly my thoughts here right <laughs> yeah i mean i love connection and i love community that helps build each other up of course i think that's what podcasting really is is doing that for for as many people as possible at once through a message through a conversation um and then connecting in person with people like you um yeah so it's it's so important too it's important for us to see ourselves in others it's important for us to normalize what we're experiencing. It's important for us to relate. All of those things helps us feel like we're okay. Like we're not spinning out and, and having thoughts that no one else has and feeling alone. Good. What if this was easy question that we could ask ourselves? Because I tend to make things more complex. I don't know. Maybe everybody does. But I, I was talking to a client right before this call today. 
And uh, she's like, I'm just going for it at work. I'm just saying, if this is hard, I'm just like, why are we doing this? <laughs> why is this so complex? And she just keeps throwing that in front of her team now whenever they hit uh, hurdles that seem too complex. So it's a great question. Wow, that's a good one. I, I like how she's putting that into, into play. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk creativity. We are, we're already going there. So I assume you believe that we all have it in us. We've got creative juices inside of us. Why is it so important to unleash our inner creative? Well, firstly, it is a human quality, just like thought, just like consciousness. It's part of what makes humans, humans. I think animals are creative too. I watch my cat be creative all the time, <laughs> comes up with games for himself. Like he's innovative, <laughs> but we have that too. It's just part of being in, in existence, right? It's how we build things around us. It, it's how we build every moment of our life, honestly. So that's really why it's a, it's important. It's because your imagination is the key to creating an experience that you want to have in any category, whether that be, you know, to live in abundance, right? Like wanting to bring in a certain price point into your life so you can create uh, maybe a living experience you want to have or provide for a family or just live in a bracket you, you prefer or would like, right? Or do things you want to feel free, um, whatever those are. It's how we create the feelings we want to have, like the experience with relationships and all of that is in our control and creativity is, is helping us kind of find pathways and tools to do those big things. And then on, on a small, smaller level, it's, there's so many, what my, um, my, the person who created my program, Jill Badonsky says, there's a lot of fringe benefits you learn how to solve problems. You learn how to ask questions. She said recently in an episode I had her on with me that creativity is a question. When you engage in the process, you're constantly having to ask questions like, what do I want to create? What, what does this want to be? What do I want next? What's my next step? How do I get to my next step? And when we do that, first of all, the brain science of that is our brain loves questions. When we ask better questions, our subconscious will continue to try to bring those into reality. So it truly does kind of work together. When we ask negative questions, your brain will also work on those and try to bring those into reality as well. So it's really important how we talk to ourselves. And creativity can kind of help you shift that because we can bring in things like play and bring in things like fun and, and speak to ourselves in a way that, you know, as kids, we knew what we liked. We we, we were very clear on what we did and didn't want to do because one thing made us feel great and the other thing felt like friction or ugh, or hard or, you know, it was very easy for us to tap into that because it's so natural. But we kind of like believe, we start to believe that the hard stuff is okay and we make excuses for it and we let it kind of rise up and be the thing that we operate from. But in reality, we want to operate from a place that feels good and creativity can kind of help you with that. If you, like we did as kids play with our imagination and, um, do little things that just make us feel good. Oh, so much to unpack there. Uh, well, just like your question, what if this was easy? If we keep asking ourselves a question, our, our brains try to resolve that. Another one probably could be, um, you know, what do I really want? 
you know, like in, the, in whatever situation it is. And by asking yourself that question, you have to wrestle with it. Your brain is trying to solve it. That is so good. We've got to get more in the habit of asking ourselves questions as well as those around us, our, our other creatives around us to ask them questions too. And I think in life, we just, the average human doesn't do that as often. Have you noticed that as well? Is it, are people making more statements or just uh, parroting mm -hmm. what other people are saying more so than asking questions? I think so. I think we strive to be um, correct in ways like meaning we, we want to mm -hmm. find the right answer. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes that comes through as this is what you should do. And should doesn't really work for me. I don't think that really works for most creatives. And, and I, I don't believe that that, I think that each individual has the right answer for themselves and it's going to vary. <laughs> yeah. I like to say, don't should all over me. Right. Exactly. Should is just a guilt. It's a guilt word, right? Isn't it? It's just like, I yeah. should be losing weight. I should be making something new today. I should uh, not have uh uh, a bad mental health day, right? All that is just guilt stuff. Yeah. Instead it's what if, what if I did, what if I took one step towards um, a better diet today? Or how would I feel if mm. I changed this part of my habit or, you know, it's like, what would that feel like? And then throwing it away, like letting it go. You don't actually have to do anything when you first ask the question, you just pose the question. Oh, so good. Starting your sentences with, or questions with what if, or how would I, uh, that's uh, all creatives that I know use those, that kind of language when they go into brainstorming sessions and yes, yes. Uh, it's just a great way to lead into it. Well, Hey, let's take a quick break right here. Please stay with us. You're listening to the grow forward today podcast on the voice America business channel. And you connect, you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Paul D Casey and with my guest, Christina Barcy, that's with a CH and B-A-R-S-I on LinkedIn as well. When we come back, we're going to dive into more of Barcy's tips on how to nurture your inner creative and even what happens when you get stuck. Stick with us. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. If you're a manager or supervisor trying to keep your team and yourself engaged, motivated, and accomplishing goals, then you want to check out Bullseye, Paul Casey's membership community for team leaders, coming alongside you to achieve confidence and success in leading your team. Within Bullseye, there are plug-and-play forms and tools, inspirational audios to pump you up, team player videos to play in staff meetings, icebreakers for your one-to-ones, and of course, interaction with Paul and other industry teams team leaders to chat about how to solve the problems you are wrestling with. Paul will bring on live experts once a month to answer your questions on their expertise, and he will ping you twice a week via text to encourage you in your pursuit of your goals. Finally, there is a resource for anyone who supervises others and wants to develop their potential. Check out Bullseye to find out more and subscribe today for the best rates they'll ever be at growingforwardservices.net. That's growingforwardservices.net what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to the Grow Forward Today podcast. 
If you'd like to know more about Paul Casey or our program, please visit his website at growingforwardservices.net. Now, back to Grow Forward Today. And welcome back. I'm with my guest, Barcy, and we're talking creativity, which is a super fun conversation and a topic that we can all use today. So let's talk habits, Barcy. Uh, and I think you call them small shifts when I was looking at your social media. What habits or small shifts help us foster our creativity? Yes. Yeah, so habits can be small shifts. They're not necessarily the same thing in the way that I'm uh, presenting it on my show or with my audience or on social media, which is closer to the small question conversation we just had. And those offer the small questions lead to the small shifts, but habits can be part of that. Right. Okay. Yep. So like the example I gave earlier, you know, what small thing can I do to, you know, whatever the thing is you're trying to do to accomplish whatever. (laughs) Sometimes it's just, I don't feel good. How do I feel better? Like, what can Mm -hmm. I do? What do I like? What, what would it feel like to give myself a break? What would it feel like to take five minutes to do, to color? Or what would it feel like to go outside first at the beginning of my day rather than jumping right into emails or what, what if it was okay for me to something? So we need a lot of permission usually to do something different. And the only person that can truly give ourselves permission is ourselves, but we look for it in other places, right? We want to see that uh, maybe other people are doing that. Well, why can't I do that? What if I did that? What if it were for me? It's like those types of questions stimulate the subconscious and also the imagination and then allowing yourself space to maybe imagine what it would feel like another small question to be in the environment you'd like or to feel the way you'd prefer or to maybe let go of that negative whatever thing you say to yourself a lot Um, but it really starts with observing we really have to be able to start with some kind of awareness before we jump into all of these questions, because we might not know what questions to ask. So one easy way to do that is to spend a day or two observing your thoughts and just like a third person observation, allowing yourself to just do the normal things you do, think the way you normally think, but just observe the things you say to yourself in your mind, how you think about the things that you do in your day, and maybe journaling about it if you have the time to do that. And then seeing what comes out of that, but allowing yourself to not judge yourself through it. And that's the real trick is it's okay. Whatever thoughts you're having are fine. They are what they are. You don't have to do anything about it at this point, but really giving yourself a picture of how you're treating yourself. And that can really be massive in terms of epiphany and leading to more shifts. That's through mindfulness, right? When you observe without judging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely part of, there's a lot of mindfulness in this practice too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that the whole permission giving thing. Wow. We could, uh, 
bring in some psychologists uh, with us on this one. That could be the whole episode, but yeah, man, when you said we look for it in all different kinds of places, but we're the only ones that can grant it. Can you go a little bit deeper? Like, how did we get in that rut? Probably as children, we're told what to do for most of our lives and we are waiting for permission. So I think it starts there. I think as humans, we really begin, you know, learning about the world through the environment that's supporting it. Whoever's in that environment who's held, who, and or not, right? Um, yeah, so I, I do think it starts there. And I think as adults, we sometimes didn't take the time to shift out of that childhood experience of, well, wait a minute. I'm the adult now I get to, you know, parent myself ultimately, rather than waiting for some other, you know, whatever parent we've chosen for ourselves as adults, whether it's a boss or, you know, a partner or sometimes even a friendship or whatever those things are, we kind of have to look at our interpersonal relationships and how we've assigned roles and, you know, how we view ourselves in that. And I, I do think it kind of starts there. I'm not a psychologist. I want to say that. So this is just stuff from my own experience and observation and books I've read and teachings. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Nor am I, uh, but I, but I, but I can connect with what you've said. I remember um, going through a breakup in a relationship where uh, we were crunched for money. And then when that relationship was over, uh, it was like, I, I could buy myself a coat <laughs> and it was, it was a weird feeling. I think it's exactly saying what you said. Like I had to give myself permission to buy a coat because in that relationship, it was all penny pinching and there was no, you know, I couldn't do anything for myself that would make me feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as far as a purchase. And so I remember that that was like a monumental day. Like I could just go out and buy it. And I felt so good. (laughs) It was just a coat. (laughs) But it wasn't. It was so much bigger than that. That was a breakthrough. That was a shift. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I also know leaders uh, that I coach who um, they just go for it. They give themselves permission automatically to try new things, uh, pilot, um, challenge the budget that has been set by the organization for their department. And nine times out of 10, they actually get it because they have given themselves permission while there are others that I coach who are always waiting for permission. And oftentimes the answer comes back, no. And they go, oh, oh, well, that would have been cool to do, but you know, now, now we're going to have to do it. And I could tell the difference in those two uh, mindsets. Do you find that that's a confidence issue as well? Yes, I do. I do. Yeah, I think so. And we all need another good shot of confidence, I think. (laughs) Yeah, it's believing. It's believing. It's believing in ourselves. It's being brave enough to believe that the unknown doesn't need to be controlled. It's just the action steps that we can control. And that if things don't go our way, that that doesn't mean failure. It just is another opportunity to innovate, right? And be creative. But Mm -hmm it takes a lot of courage and confidence to trust that process. Yeah. So just backing up what you said, the action steps are what we can control. We can't control usually the circumstances, but we can control the action steps. Right. 
Good stuff. Well, how about some more creativity boosters? Yeah, that's a real general. <laughs> I, know, I know you can say anything. <laughs> um, I really do think it goes back to giving yourself space to to be aware, to observe, to give yourself permission, and and starting there and and asking yourself, you know, what do I want? What do I want to feel like? I think feeling we discount um, in this society quite a bit. We're starting to change that. But that's what authenticity is connected to. That's what alignment is. You can't get to those things unless you connect to your feelings in a way that you validate your feelings. So being willing to acknowledge yourself in these ways. And there's lots of small tools you can do. Um, Actually, my whole first season of my podcast goes through a lot of these tools um, of things you can do. I'm trying to think of one that was fun. Here's a fun one. <laughs> so let's say you want to up-level your life, right? Like I want to make more money and I want to be the boss, right? This is just whatever that means to you. Um, you can you can decide to, to ask yourself, well, what does that person do? Like, what do they do during their day? What do they wear? How do they show up? What does that feel like? And then dressing up like them, like playing, like, what, what would they wear? Maybe I go buy myself a coat like you did. <laughs> and they would go shopping and they wouldn't mind. They wouldn't think about it. They would just do it or, you know, and then just doing one of those things. And maybe that's out of character for you to just do something and not think about it. And then see, take inventory. What did that feel like? Was that fun? Was that scary? Sometimes it brings up lots of fears that we have to then kind of soothe and, and acknowledge, but it's good to exercise sides of ourselves that feel out of character, but we know that we want to get there. So playing around like, like you did as a kid, that's how we figured out what we were going to be as adults. That's how we figured out who we were. And we're still doing that as adults, but your child self was pretty intuitive. So tapping into that fun, intuitive side is going to guide you pretty solidly. It's not really going to mislead you if you can connect to that intuition. Yeah. There's a book I enjoyed by Seth Godin called poke the box. I don't know if you've read that one, but no. uh, he's uh, he said, as children, we walk up to little toys and we just start touching them and then they light up or like a Jack in the box pops out or, you know, and we, we, we move it around and we shake it. And as children, we do that as adults, we don't do that. We like, we don't, we don't poke the box to see what it does. And I feel like the message you're uh, proclaiming to us today is, you know, put yourself in some maybe seemingly uncomfortable situations, even though they're exciting and see what happens, see how you feel as a result of that. Do I want to repeat that? Or, okay, that was a little bit pushing it, but now I sort of know that there's a new world out there for me to explore. Yeah. And from a business side of things, I know you work with a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and businesses is sometimes I take meetings with ideas I have and just talk, like explore what going down that path would look like and having as many, you know, deep conversations with another partner. And then I see like, is this what I really want? And most of the time it's not because 90% of the things in the world aren't for you. <laughs> like, you know, that's overwhelming, right? If I did every idea in my head, it would be way too much. But 
it shows it'll show me in a faster way by exploring it um fully in these ways that whether I want it or I don't want it and and most of them I'm going to say no to but that's a good exercise to kind of it's okay to explore it's also good for me to to be okay with feeling like I disappointed someone by saying no because it's an issue I got to work through for me personally that's one of my things is I don't like to, I want everyone to be happy all the time. I want yes. to say yes to everything, <laughs> but boundaries are really important. Honoring myself is yep. more important. So, and honoring my team ultimately too, I have to think for all of us now and the choices I make really influence that. So, um, but they're all, they also deserve my innovation. They also deserve me thinking up new roles for them and finding ways for us all to maximize our income. And, you know, so if I'm not doing that, who's doing that for them? Your team deserves your innovation. Oh, there's a, there's a tweetable moment. (laughs) Love (laughs) it. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. Love it. Yes. I'm Paul and I'm a recovering pleaser as well. Hi, Paul. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Hi, Paul. <laughs> We're in a circle now. And Welcome. Yes, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Boundaries. Okay. That's another podcast though. That's another podcast. Oh my God. Yeah. So many things. Yes. Pull. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How about, how about if you have a creative block, which we all do, uh, what should you do if you just, you know, I need, I need some ideas. I got nothing. Yeah. I mean, it really goes back to, to these small questions. I know that that's not to hit that over the head too many times, but if I were coaching you, for example, if I were your coach and you were like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I'm not getting started. I want to do the thing, which is, this is very common by the way. I want to do it, but I'm not doing it. That's a block, right? So I would just start asking you questions. Why do you think that is? It's kind of like annoying maybe at first. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. <laughs> like, why do you think you don't want to do it? What's coming up for you? It's kind of like maybe what a psychologist might do if they're interactive with you. Yeah. Not all of them are. Um, and then it's like, well, what what does that bring up for you? What does that feel like? Um, what have you done in the past? Has this happened before? What have you done in the past? And that one usually kind of goes, oh. I have gotten through this before. This is what I did. And it's a reminder to be like, yeah, you you already know how to do this. So you, you have that tool. And that's usually a very eye-opening moment of like, oh yeah, I have gotten through this before and I do have the power to do it again. And um, and then it's what's what's one small step you can take today? As in right now, if I were on a call, I'd usually be like, okay, like what else, what else until it's something that we can do together. Uh, and we'll be like, okay, why don't you go write that email right now? Or why don't you go pull out your paint set and just put it somewhere that's accessible for you. And that's something they can do in the moment while we're talking. Um, so it's like that Kaizen comes in, right. Making it smaller and smaller. And we also would kind of spend time honing in on what their usual behavior is, whether it's, you know, perfectionism or feeling, feeling overwhelmed by it all, which is where your small steps come become very useful. Um, procrastination, negative self-talk, maybe they're just really good at beating themselves up. Um, often it's a combination of a few things like that and 
kind of offering exercises that I usually come up with in the, in the moment. So those are where I get to be creative too. And it's like, well, do you like to draw? Do you like to write? Okay, cool. Like, why don't you X, you know, draw, draw yourself doing it or fear. A fun one for fear is to draw what fear, like personify it. What does the fear look like? And it suddenly makes it silly and smaller and, and kind of dumb. You're like, oh, like who cares? Like, (laughs) and then you like name him and, and become friends, right? Like you're now friends with your fear and you let them know that you're in, you're, you're in control. They get to hang out if they want, like that's cool, but you're going to be the one kind of making the decisions and having this like fun conversation with your, your new friend fear. (laughs) (laughs) Friend in quotes. (laughs) Yeah. But but there's ways to be grateful for that too, because your fear is there for a reason. It is like it's, it's useful. If it were gone, we would be dead. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We would have a a much more difficult life actually. So it's there, it's there to serve you. So finding space for gratitude and acknowledgement of the things that you are doing to try to protect yourself. That's actually a really beautiful entry point to walk through first is grat. I love using gratitude. Absolutely. Oh, wow. The, <laughs> I got a name. I got to come up with a funny name for my fear. That'll, there's my homework assignment. No, but I, I really liked the, um, it reminds me as a coach, I've had a couple clients that when we've talked about an action step that they're going to take, um, they literally pull out their phone. Like I'm going to start that email thread right now, or I'm going to text the person I need to have the difficult conversation with right now. And I really like that now um, element of pursuing a goal with the baby, a step that you can get to, to get there. That, that really reminds me to do that more in my coaching. So thank you for that reminder. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> and you just mentioned gratitude. I know a while back you uh, encouraged your social media followers to join you in a 30 day gratitude challenge. What was that about? What did you hope all the participants would achieve through that 30 days? Yeah, I, I used to do, or used to, is not the right word. I occasionally do a gratitude workshop or program or something right around like the November time. It's the end of the year ish. And we're kind of like carrying all the things of the year (laughs) with us. And it's a good moment to kind of pause and acknowledge and find space for what we want the next chapter to look like. Um, And things kind of slow down around that time. They get busy and then they slow down around that time. So what I'm hoping people show up for is that, is this opportunity to be still with themselves, to honor what they've done, what they've created, who they are and what they've they've built. That's the gratitude, right? Gratitude is a great way to bring in presence. It's how we can be in the moment when we're grateful for the things that exist, that we've brought into existence, by the way. Uh, you can't be worrying about the future or beating yourself up about the past because you're busy thinking about the moment. (laughs) And and there's something about that practice alone that is so valuable and it it doesn't have to be a big deal. It can be a couple of moments where you, it's mindfulness, right? Where you look around and kind of take inventory a little bit or um, so I did it through the podcast 
we utilized small questions. We kind of presented them. They're really short. They're like maybe three to seven minutes long in terms of episode length. And it's like a guided meditation where I bring up a question and I explore the many ways you can kind of put that question into play or it's basically like a series of questions is the way it, it sounds, but focusing on one theme. Um, and then I would send an, uh, an email to kind of help further the focus of what you might get out of that experience. And it was, it was just something to kind of help people be in a space with themselves, maybe have a shift or just open up to what a shift might feel like and what they might want next. And it's a inner relationship development moment too. So, and that they're supported, that there's a guide that I can guide them through that in a way that is non-invasive and um, at their leisure because it's a podcast. They can go listen whenever they want. So yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and I really believe gratitude leads to joy, and because and and I think it's for those reasons of you can't be beating yourself up at the same time of expressing gratitude. So those two thoughts can't exist in the same brain at any time. Yeah. yeah. Well, your podcast is called "Be Bold Begin." I really enjoy being on it. So, how did you name your show? I'm big on asking about how you named things today. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what are your hopes for listeners through your podcast? <laughs> yeah. Um, so be bold and begin is basically what I'm trying to tell you to do. It's like, uh -huh. do what you want. You deserve to do what you want in this life. You, you deserve to, to begin whatever it is that you need. You deserve to, to have it. You deserve to begin the process, whatever that looks like. You deserve to change the process, begin something new, whatever it is that you want to get to we all deserve to have it. There's no reason not to, unless it's not good for you. Right. If there's, you know, it's really getting clear on, on what will make you feel, you know, elevated from where you are in this moment or sticking with something that you love that you maybe are getting distracted from whatever that is. So it's about getting out of our own way and getting started. And I love foundational work. So getting all that foundation, the connection with ourselves, understanding the difference between our intuition and our, our, you know, monkey brain or however we like to refer to it. Um, that that's what I want for people. And then, you know, be bold. It kind of takes audaciousness. It kind of takes getting out of our comfort zone or being uncomfortable or being okay with being uncomfortable. And that is boldness, right? So that's kind of where that came from. Getting out of our own way requires us to be in action and be bold and, and begin. Um, yeah. And then what I hope people get out of the show is an opportunity to see themselves in the guests, to relate, to normalize how they might be feeling, just to hear, you know, maybe their story being told, but they're trying to do something similar as someone else. Um, that they hear and to walk away with tools so that they feel equipped when they begin that journey or explore and expand the one that they're on. That word equipped to my own personal mission statement. And so we're on that same path together, trying to be guides. And uh, I hope you all listeners will uh, also subscribe to 
Barcy's Be Bold Begin podcast. I think you'll really enjoy it. Well, last two questions for you. What do you want to promote for our listeners' personal leadership development? And then how can our GFT listeners best contact you? Well, my Unleashed group community is not unleashed quite yet, but <laughs> <You're leashed. laughs> that is where, yeah, I would love for you to find me there. Um, so hopefully I'll have a link for you soon. But before that, I have um, a fun quiz. It's a uh, brand, it's a brand vibe quiz, which I'm hoping I can just share a link with you in the show notes for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's a lot, my Avant house media is kind of hard to spell. Um, and that just gives you kind of a it's a 45 second thing you can do. And it's a really fun way to connect with where you're at in your connection with your, whatever you're doing, business, creative project, purpose, whatever. And it'll give you a score and advice on where you might improve. Um, that's free. And you can find me on Instagram at the Barcy and feel free to email me. I have my website about housemedia.com. What else? Twitter at CBarc1, LinkedIn, which you already mentioned. Yeah, all the places. You're everywhere. You're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for being a guest on the show. Uh, it was really fun to chat with you today and keep growing forward. <laughs> Thank you. It was wonderful. I have some takeaways from Barcy today. Maybe you had some of the same ones. A lot of good stuff. I really enjoyed the question what if this was easy? And then trying to find that Kaizen small step to that bigger goal so you don't get overwhelmed and you actually put something in play. Another one is creativity is how we build every moment of our life and how we set up our experiences we want. And and creativity helps us find pathways to our goals. That's just a great reframe of that word creativity. Also, we got to grant ourselves permission. Yes, we don't have to wait on somebody else. We can do that. We can be bold and begin. And if you're a leader... Your team deserves your innovation. Ooh, that was so good. The GFT podcast is all about putting the practical tips from my guests into action for your own personal leadership development. Remember, if you learn something and don't put it into action within 72 hours, those valuable gems start to slip out of your brain gradually until they lose their value to your life. If you're looking for a coach for your leadership team at work to improve communication and stay intentional in pursuit of team goals, I can do it through Zoom. Virtual team coaching might be the breakthrough you need this year. I'm at growingforward at paulcasey.org if you want to chat about it. Thank you for listening to episode 17. Please spread the word about this podcast to the other Achiever friends in your life who are hungry to grow forward in their lives. Remember, you must lead yourself well before you can lead your team well. Until next week, keep growing forward. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Grow Forward Today. Remember to visit Paul's website for more tools that you can use at growingforwardservices.net. Join us again for another edition very soon on the Voice America Business Channel.